Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. My name's Jake Bryan and we are back for another session. I just wanted to start the session by saying thank you to everybody that is tuning in. Um, as you've heard people speak uh, and Grant talk about how many nations uh, we're in and who we get to talk to, uh, people that are willing to listen and people that are willing to tune their ear in pursuit of engaging a deeper relationship with God. And I really just want to honor everyone that's taking a chance, putting time aside in their life and putting an actionable step to pursue growth within their life to establish something different than where they currently are. So to everybody that hears this, it's a thank you. Um, I think there's a huge element of growth that comes from within with the work that you do in the quiet place and that hiddenness. And we've, we've heard Marios talk about this quite a lot, but I think it's an extremely vital part of the journey is taking moments like these to sit and listen and ponder things so that you have a space within which you can grow. So without any further ado, we're going to jump into today's session, which I've labeled preparation for growth. I talked to a couple of uh, recordings ago around pre-establishing a foundation for something to land and we talked about how if you wait for an opportunity you're most likely never going to actually step into it but if you build the foundation for the opportunity to land on then you're going to go for gold from there you're going to you're going to be able to action and say yes because you have that foundation that is prepared and from there you will have the ability to step into the thing that you are waiting for and so I wanted to go a layer deeper on this today and kind of the processes that I actually go through to prepare myself for growth and I usually start by trying to figure out what it is that I'm wanting to see or what it is that I'm wanting to engage or what am I wanting to step into within my personal life, within my spiritual life, within my family, within my friends, within the community that's around me and how do I prepare for this? So I've run out a bunch of steps and we'll, we'll walk our way through it because I feel like it's a huge uh, kind of like a doorway to step into is that I like to start by visualizing the experience in the place that I want to establish because you have to be able to frame in your mind and heart how something should be. And then I like to kind of sit there and say, well, who would be there and what would it be like to be in their presence? And I, like these things are huge individual steps because if you're chasing a spiritual experience or wanting to meet a being or you're wanting to engage with men of old, understanding even these first two steps is hugely important because where would I meet them? And what would it be like to be in their presence? It sets a foundation that's quite heavy and comes with quite a lot of responsibility. And, and from there, I like to try and think around how they would talk so when we listen to Ian, we, we quite often, it takes a little bit of adaption to get used to the language of the way that he speaks. You have to do some research, you have to look up a few verses, you have to understand some of the Hebrew, you have to understand different parts of his sense of humor. 
And from there as well, look at the likes of Marios and you look at the likes of Grant and the likes of Ricky and Lindy. And these guys all speak with slightly different variations of the way within which they communicate. And it, it takes time to learn what that would be like to be in their presence. And this isn't something that you know just by reading. Like you've got to sit and you have to sit in that space and almost just observe. So that's why... I like to try and figure out where it is that I have to go, who I want to engage with, whether or not in stepping into that I engage with the person that I thought I was going in to meet or somebody else appears, that's totally fine as well. But these intentful steps to prepare lay the foundation in your life for something to land. And so from there, once you've kind of got a little bit of a visualization around where you would be, what it would be like to be in their presence, how would you approach them? And how would you hold yourself? Because these two things here, if you think about a situation in your life where somebody randomly comes up to you and they don't approach you in a nice way or they don't approach you in an honoring way or a respectful way, you kind of sit and you're like, oh, like this is this is kind of uncomfortable and this is kind of weird. So I also like to try and think that if that's the case here, I'd like to use some sort of preparation in my heart to establish an approach so that when I engage there, it's done honorably and it's done respectfully. And these things start to make you question your own character. So we'll, 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 go, we'll go through, for example, if I want to have an engagement with the Garden of Eden, uh, Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden, um, one of the things that I like to try and think about is it's like, well, what would the place be like? And it's like, okay, well, we're, we're talking about a garden. So I imagine a lush land, um, something that is just absolutely stunning, almost like an open field with, with grass running. And you know when the wind just lightly blows through and your feet touch that ground for the first time and your whole body just connects with the earth. That's something that I kind of sit and I'm like, okay, if there was to be a garden where I could go and meet with Yahweh, that is the sort of expectation that I would have is that the holiness of who he is because of what it is that he has established lives in that land so that when I touch and I engage with it, that's how I would almost expect it to feel like. And what would it look like? What would be there? What would the atmosphere be like? Is it a light atmosphere or a heavy one? And how would you approach it? Do you sit and do you take time? Because I think that the Garden of Eden is a place where you go to meet Yahweh. You go to be open and honest and vulnerable with him. Because for me personally, that's a place where openness in relationship is developed it's like coming home at the end of the day and being able to sit with your flatmates or your partner or your family or anything like that and you can be in that open space where you can just talk and I kind of see the garden being like this because the other thing I like to think about is in this place that I'm choosing to go to what would the function of the person or the being that I expect to engage with be because if I choose the garden of Eden but then I also choose the courts the function of how Yahweh presents himself there is one and two of very different things. So you have to be aware that you don't disrespect in the place 
within which you approach. And I find that this is hugely important because I sit here and it's like, well, in the garden, I would I would expect to have to be very transparent and open with my heart. It's a place where I go to seek a relationship, openness. And where am I at in terms of being able to establish that to be of open heart for him to be able to speak in and touch me in those deeper places where ah, corruptness can be gone and be rid of and restoration can start to take place. But if my heart is closed off and I go there for that, well, I don't think you're probably going to get the things that you're expecting to get. So preparation before you step in, what is my expectation? What am I What am I expecting to go into and how have I prepared for this? You don't go into a job interview not knowing the company that you're going to go and apply for. You do some research prior to so that when you step in, you've got a rough idea. And I see that as wisdom. And then understanding comes from that and that changes the way that you approach it. And depending on who you meet there, once again, you've got to be adaptable from that. So your expectations have to be adaptable according to the things that you don't know. And I feel like that these are the huge keys that when we step into, especially spiritual encounters, we we step into things and I find probably 90% of the time I go to engage with something and it never turns out the way that I expected it. But when I look back at it, I'm like, wow, that was perfect. But if I held in my heart the thing that I specifically wanted based off my human intellect and the things that I was chasing after, I'd probably miss so many opportunities of growth. And so what is it that you're tuning into? Is it, are you tuning into your desires or are you tuning into the desires of God's heart for you? Because this is a huge part of preparation for growth, is that there's a point where letting go and allowing yourself to almost sink back into that sea where it captures you and the ocean takes you with the movement of the tide and the waves, but you're learning to breathe in that place and I feel like that's almost the place where we have to find that to and fro with God is that it's that place where we lean back but we're still present and we engage but he moves and he guides us according to the way within which the waves move. And so I sit there and I challenge you in this preparation for growth. If you want to be the person that's in control, it's probably going to be really hard because I see so much of this in today's society where People aren't malleable. People aren't flexible. People don't like to not get it their way. And that's because I see that that foundation or that expectation is built off a wrong place rather than place of the desire of God's heart or the image of God's heart from which we have seen him speak to then come through us and then onto the face of the earth. Because we, we do come up with these things in our humanity where you get caught in your ways, you get in a routine, and it's an action that allows you to pull yourself out of that place to then re-establish the will of God in your life. And it's a routine, and it's a it's something that you have to practice. So prepare for it. Sit there and say, hey, look, for the next three months, I'm going to sit and I'm going to engage with this. And then you experience it. You build those structures around what your rough expectation is, and then sit in it. Because you need to let it reveal itself to you. 
don't talk about it sit on what it is and how it's showing itself to you and then hold that in your heart to see how it reveals itself because the platform is then laid that it can land on and then let it start to build according to the things that need to be revealed rather than the things that you want and as hard as that might be you have to trust that the will of God is better for you than your own will and see that requires you to submit willingly to who he is but it's not necessarily a forceful submission it's one out of relationship where there's that that to and fro of heart where you have to trust that the other person has the best thing in mind for you and for a lot of people that is a really really hard thing to learn to let go of it's taken me years that's something that i feel potentially i'm i'm starting to almost get through that needle eye you know how from ages away that point looks so small as you get closer and then you pass through and it opens up to that whole new possibility and you've got to work on yourself because then it takes you back to those questions of how would you approach the person that you're wanting to engage with because if i'm going to approach somebody and i want to learn something from them i have to be undone I have to allow the framework of their experiences and the things that they have to say to be able to have a place to land in my life, not try and build around the things that I know because they're in a place that I want to be. And if you were in a place where you wanted to be, then you'd be standing side by side with that person. And so, and it's not necessarily a negative thing in me saying this because we should always seek to grow. We need to expand. And then it's like when we get to the point where we're standing side by side, that relationship has changed a lot from that original place of preparation for growth. You're then actually walking in the substance of what it is that you prepared for, walked out, grew, matured, and then stood into rather than an expectation based off what it is that you wanted. And so a lot of this stuff requires humility. A lot of this stuff requires us to sit and to break down who we are and learn the things that present themselves as opportunities to ourselves to grow within who God has intended for us because that allows us to have that safe place but it allows us to also step into that different role or that different function if something steps out. So I hope that you find this somewhat beneficial but these are some of the processes that I like to go through and that I like to walk through in the journey of preparing for change and the journey of preparing for different seasons, and the journey of preparing for my life to change direction or to engage with something specifically. So I hope that this helps, and thank you very much for tuning in.